everyone, and welcome to another edition of the V Auto Podcast. I'm Lance Helgeson, and I'll be your host for today's episode. Our guest today is Brian Finkelmeyer, Senior Director of New Car Solutions for V Auto. Brian, welcome to the podcast. Lance, always a pleasure. Indeed, indeed. Now, Brian, I want to set the proper stage for our listeners and why uh, you're here with us today. The other day, you and I were talking about the new car business and how you believe that the new car business has arrived at a very unique moment and that, in fact, maybe the game has changed for good, fundamentally changed for good, uh, and that that change extends to every franchise dealer. It doesn't matter what brand or OEM you have. This change is something that's here to stay. So let's dig into that a little bit. Um, so tell me what you think has changed. What about this new car business is now different? Yeah, Lance, I, I think it has changed. And it is interesting to think that this was really set off by a health crisis that you know many Americans and people around the world suffering with COVID. And I think what's interesting is when we go back before the pandemic, uh, the industry stocked roughly 3.2 to 3.5 million cars on dealer lots and sold about a million a month. Maybe a good month was 1.2 million. Mm -hmm. um, if you look at last summer, we lost about two and a half months of production. So inventories came down from about 3.2 million to two and a half million. Okay. And at two and a half million units of inventory last summer, we were still selling about a million to 1.2 million a month. Okay. What's fascinating is last month, we started the month with a million cars and we sold just over a million cars. So the sales volume really is not falling off, but the the our ability to turn cars with less on the lot has just gotten significantly better. So are we are you saying then that the the, the difference is this this idea that you need, you know, a 60 to 90 day supply of new cars on the ground to sell your monthly volume has kind of drifted away. It's gone. It doesn't have well, to be that way. I think that's right, Lance. You know, for as long as I've been in the car business, there was always a bit of a target to have a 60-day supply of sedans and SUVs and about a 90-day supply of trucks. Mm -hmm. And what we're seeing today is the industry sits at a 30-day supply. In fact, Asbury Automotive reported in their quarterly earnings, they've got dealerships with a five-day supply. So we are seeing just an enormous change in the way that the car business works. And I think one of the, the interesting dynamics that has, has played out here is dealers are actually figuring out a new way to get to 60 days, mm -hmm. which is they're selling from their incoming receipts, which is about another 30 days worth of inventory. So in the past, we always thought about 60 days on the ground. Right. But today, it's really become 30 days on the ground and 30 days worth of incoming inventory. What, so that's that's interesting. So if I'm a dealer... That dealer that you speak of that has sort of figured out, you know, maybe I can uh, retail stuff that's in my pipeline that isn't sitting here. How do I how do I do that? I mean, because I think that, you know, the customer wants to see the car. Ultimately, even if they want to kind of buy it online, they want to know that this is the car I'm buying, but you don't have it in hand. Yeah, I've seen, Lance, just even looking at dealership websites, you can tell that I was, in fact, looking at a Honda store this morning, and there was a mix of real actual photos and then stock photos. And I mm -hmm. think what dealers are able to do as vehicles uh, serialize and they get that actual VIN number, 
and that vehicle is they've got visibility to that vehicle through their DMS is that savvy dealers are beginning to put those vehicles out on their website to really expand their inventory. And, and you know, I was thinking it's interesting, so much of what we've thought about with the auto industry since the pandemic is this move to online retailing. But mm-hmm. now what we really are entering is a moment of online inventory management, where we now have to not only have good pictures, good prices, descriptions, whatnot of what's on the ground, but do our best to represent those vehicles we have on the way. That, that's interesting because there's a parallel in used cars too. I think I think most dealers in this last 18 months of the pandemic um, have also found that the if the minute they own that car at auction and get it online, it's sometimes sold before it's even gotten to the dealership or even had it reconditioned. So yeah, and Lance, and what we're seeing that's really remarkable is the percentage of new vehicles that sell in 10 days or less has gotten up to 45% of new cars are sitting on lots for 10 days or less. And I think it's that's being driven by the fact that, you know, when you have a lot of pipeline vehicles sold, they're literally being retailed the day they show up on the lot. So as we think about that 45% before the pandemic, it was under 20%. Hmm. So the industry has gotten a lot better at selling, you know, almost a first in, first out type approach. Okay, let, let me let me play devil's advocate for a second, Brian, because uh, while all of this is true that we've just talked about this this new efficiency, a lot of it depends on whether the OEMs will want to play the game this way. I mean, they've been constrained production wise, so they haven't been able to flood dealer lots with that 60 or 90 day supply. So what gives you confidence or a sense that that the manufacturers also see value uh, in this more efficient model that that seems to be taking shape here? Well, Lance, I think you're touching on the million dollar question that's hanging out or probably a billion dollar question that's hanging (laughs) out in everybody's minds is to what extent will the OEMs hold true? And I think last week, Jim Farley, the CEO of Ford, came out and said, we've learned the lesson. We are going to run our business more efficiently. We're going to stock closer to a 50-day supply of cars and trucks. Mm-hmm. And so I think that there's an acknowledgement that these OEMs are looking at the balance, at their financial statements, and they're seeing, my incentive cost used to be 11% of MSRP. Last month, my incentive cost dropped to 4.8% of MSRP. So car companies are saving massive amounts of money in incentives, then their dealer network has gotten so much healthier as dealer grosses have basically doubled. And so the entire industry is just much healthier. And you think back, Lance, you know, just not that long ago, so many car companies with the overbuild and overproduction were running these stair-step programs that caused a lot of different issues and pressure on dealership employees and, and customers. And it was just, I think many people thought that that was a very unhealthy way for the business to operate. And under this new paradigm, we don't have stair-step programs right now. We're selling mm-hmm. everything we can build. You know, I, I was thinking to myself, no car dealer would have ever imagined that he feels like he's selling a bunch of PlayStation 5s. I mean, inventory is red hot. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Well, so let's let's get to the, the practical and pragmatic aspects of this uh environment then. So if if I'm a dealer um, and I and I know that that I'm going to get X amount of cars, it's probably a lesser amount than I'm used to. 
what do from a strategy perspective, how do I need to be thinking about my inventory and the way I order cars in this environment that's taking shape? Well, certainly, Lance, I think you're right that the allocation that dealers are seeing is probably less than what they're used to, probably significantly less. In fact, mm -hmm. when we just look at uh, shipments of new vehicles delivered relative to vehicles sold, it, you know, a year ago it was up over 100 percent, 108, 109 percent for everything I sold. I got a little bit more than that back before the pandemic. Now here, you know, we're looking the last couple of months, 75, 74 percent of the vehicles sold are being replenished. So things are gotten very, very tight. But when I think to your point on how I best work my allocation system, I think the new focus for dealers needs to be around this concept of sales efficiency. Because OEMs, all of them, reward dealers that turn their inventory the fastest. Mm -hmm. And I have to be laser focused on those core model lines to ensure that I'm not falling behind the pace. So when you look at a brand like Toyota, I think their national day supply today is around 18. Well, if I'm, you know, if I'm at 22 day supply on Toyotas, that means I'm selling slower than the average Toyota dealer, which means I'm earning less. Mm -hmm. So we need to be really, really focused and look at the sales efficiency, which we think of as, you know, over the last 30 days on average, how many vehicles did I have on ground relative to how many I sold? And as I looked at the numbers from last month, a couple just remarkable performances. The Honda CRV sold just shy of 30,000 new units. Mm -hmm. They only had 13,000 on the ground. So that tells you that Honda dealers, literally, if you have a CRV that's sitting around for more than 10 days, the train is passing you by and other dealers are earning a bigger share of that inventory. So that that speaks to, I guess, those cars that in prior years might have had birthdays, you know, in your new car inventory. So those are gone. We're not celebrating birthdays. or Maybe we are. There may be a couple of those cars. But but it, so if, if I'm studying sales efficiency, then that's that's on a, a model and trim line basis. Yeah, I mean, right now, Lance, we're just looking at it. At a, at a model by model basis to understand, oh. hey, if my sales efficiency, if I look here um, last month on the Chevy Silverado, the sales efficiency nationally was at 107%, mm -hmm. which is to say that if I'm not turning everything in my stock, basically within the 30-day period, I'm falling behind and other Chevy dealers are earning a larger share of the available production. So I think this has become the new metric that dealers need to become very focused on is understanding what's my sales efficiency relative to the average dealer in my brand by model. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. What do I do if I'm that dealer that you just described with the Silverados? I'm clearly uh, underperforming from a sales efficiency perspective. Am I discounting those cars then uh, to sell them? Yeah, and I think, you know, Lance, that's one thing that's happened is we've become a bit enamored with these three and $4,000 grosses that we're not yeah. used to. Who wouldn't? I, yeah, exactly. Who's who's <laughs> blaming them for that? But I think that it is true that we still have some distressed pieces of inventory lying around. And in fact, a few weeks ago, I visited with a Mazda store that had four identical uh, CX-9 uh, versions that were all $44,000 vehicles. And each one of these cars had been sitting in their lot for over 120 days. Mm -hmm. It's like there's still pockets of inventory that need to be, quote unquote, managed with more attractive pricing, better merchandising, promotion. 
um, to to turn that wheel because otherwise that that distressed or dead stock that's sitting on my lot is really really hindering my ability to earn more cars from the manufacturer. So I think we can't just assume that we're going to get full sticker for everything on the lot. I think dealers still still need to understand, hey, where where are those pockets of, of dead stock or distressed inventory, and take proactive action so that we don't bog our our ability to earn more cars down. And not to oversimplify, but if but if I am aware of my sales efficiency, that will point me to the stock that I really have to prioritize for moving. Exactly. Okay. Okay. Uh, one last question, Brian. Um, let's go back to this idea that the the there's a new world order in new cars, so to speak. Um, and let's pretend that we're at the end of the year, December 2021. And I guess I'm curious, what would the signs be that suggest that, in fact, this new world order will advance into the new year, or perhaps it was a fluke, you know, that people like you and I were talking about in August, but it really, we kind of just went back to the old way of doing stuff. You know, Lance, I think the biggest sign that the new world order is that we're not going to see a single model year end clearance event at the end (laughs) of the year like we normally do. Right. Because I I think it's probably safe to say that all the 21s are going to long be gone by the time we get to the week of Christmas, which was usually the annual blowout event of December to remember to get rid of all of our our prior model year inventory. So I think if, you know, you and I are, are watching commercials over the Christmas break and we don't see many urine clearance ads and Toyotathon type events, we'll know that uh, the that, that dealers and OEMs alike are, are well positioned for the year ahead. Very good. A, a nice parting thought, Brian. Uh, I love to look forward to Christmas. Thank you for uh, taking part in the podcast today, Brian. We appreciate it. Thanks, Lance. And ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining this episode of the V-Auto Podcast. Until next time, stay well.